Caroline Dowd Higgins. Thanks for listening to Your Working Life, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena. I know that you spend a significant portion of your life at work, so I'm on a mission to provide you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And I'm so delighted to welcome my very special guest, Amy Friedman, to the show. Amy, welcome. Thanks, Caroline. It's delightful to be here. I am really looking forward to our conversation, and I want to share your bio, your background with our listening audience. Amy Friedman is more than the leader of her company. She's a leader in her industry. Her strategic thinking and ability to drive change have pushed her own company to the forefront of its field, earning Partners in Human Resources International a well-deserved reputation as one of the most effective and innovative companies in the business. A pioneer among a new generation of women business owners, Amy founded Partners International in 1993. With her history of corporate and entrepreneurial success, a background in psychology, and a strong core of integrity, Amy brings an unusual mix of talent and accomplishment to her role as president and CEO. Amy, you are my kind of woman, my dear. I can't wait to dive into a conversation about your organization. Thank you, Carolyn. So, so let's start from the beginning, though. Was being a woman part of your motivation for starting your own business? It was. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. It, back in 1994, it absolutely was. And I did start the firm with two other women who were my partners as well. And it was very unusual at that time to, you know, to have a women-owned own business. It was, uh, and thankfully it's picking up momentum. But were, were there challenges for you at that time? Definitely there were. It was uh, more of a, you know, more of a man's world. And the owners of firms like ours were, you know, were men. And when it came to uh, providing services and it came to pricing our services, it's interesting when I look back, Oh, um, there was a stereotype at the time that because we were women, that corporate America thought that we would charge less for our services. Wow. Then, so I thought that was interesting to mention. Yeah, it when is. I'm, and tell me, how did, how did you get to the point where you thought, no, wait a minute, you know, of course we're not charging less. We have great services to offer. We're smart women. So that didn't deter you. No, no, Carolyn, didn't. We, we had to, uh, you know, just certainly focus on what it is we're providing, the value and the impact we're providing to clients in terms of our products and services and, uh, and come through and not focus on our gender as much as what it is we're going to be able to help them resolve. Excellent. And, so yeah. in a way, you're gender neutral, right? You're just enjoying Absolutely. being great professionals and, and experts at what you do. But I thought it was interesting, Amy, that you said that the human resources consulting industry was really dominated by men, certainly in the early 1990s when you formed your business. Has that has that changed? I think it has. Um, I still think there are more, uh, more business owners and heads of, of the organizations that are in our field that are men, but definitely there's been more penetration by women into the industry, for sure. That's great. That's great. And did, did men dominate the top AR jo HR jobs, excuse me, inside of corporations at that time in the 90s as well? 
They did. So the, the chief human resources, um, you know, the, the CHROs, as we right, call them, right. the uh, chief human resources op, uh, officers were, at, were male, mostly. Now, now that's definitely changing. I think it's probably 50-50 or 60-40, something like that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, so talk to me a little bit about the kinds of tools and resources and offerings you have on your menu of services to clients so our listeners can understand more fully what you do. Great. Well, we provide uh, to actually not only to corporate America, we provide to uh, non-for-profit organizations, to uh, foundations and to corporate America, three lines of business. We provide uh, executive coaching global executive coaching. So worldwide, we're able to provide the same service, consistent service around the world when it comes to coaching leaders to be the best they can be. We also have a practice uh, which is called strategic alignment. It's team effectiveness done in groups. So those same leaders we work with in group settings to make sure that they all are aligned. You know, we don't want, want them to have different, you know, to, to be leaders with all different points of view is great, but certainly when you're in the, a room with your entire organization, you all have to be on the same page as leaders. So alignment services in teams and individuals, one-on-one -on -one is what we do. We also do outplacement work. Mm -hmm. So when people are, are uh, you know, leave their organizations, uh, they come to us to look for new opportunities. We don't find them new opportunities like a search firm would, but we help them develop the branding, the marketing, the skills, and all the tools they need to present themselves in the best way when they go out and look for a new job. That's great. And frankly, I think those skills are priceless for all of us because this economy has helped us learn that things change and they change yes. quickly. And we've always got to be ready for what I call the exit strategy or the growth strategy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't agree more. So what's your advice for women, Amy? I'm, I'm particularly interested in your take about women. And let's specifically isolate emerging leaders and women who are already leading. What kind of wisdom would you share for them as they navigate this new normal in the career world? Uh, that's just such a great question, Caroline. We could go, we could spend we days. We could spend all day, this. couldn't we? Yes. <laughs> But I, I, I think, you know, a couple of, of, of points, I would say uh, that, um, you know, as, as women, I, and I think we all know this, we have a tendency to give in to stereotypes uh -huh. or we, you know, put ourselves in a box. Sometimes we could be our, our own worst enemies. We don't want to allow that. And what we want is we, um, we want to make sure that uh, we don't put ourselves in a role that, um, that is going to... to be classically gender specific. Right. Um, we don't want to give into those uh, stereotypes. We want to go genderless. Uh, we don't want our, our insecurities to dictate, you know, who we hire. So we want to hire women and men who are as strong or even stronger or smarter or more creative than our own selves. Um, you know, so we want to get rid of some of those classic female tapes. Um, we don't want to uh, allow, you know, competitors to categorize us by gender. And we want to make sure that men are supporting us 
and that we're giving them the right tools to help support what it is that we're, where we're all trying to go. Uh, and it's not just women, you know, who are going to do that, but we need men to help us do that as well. Absolutely. So those, yeah. yeah, those are some things. Yes. So you have a phrase that I really like, that women in particular shouldn't, shouldn't fight bias with bias. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and absolutely. And uh, one thing uh, along those lines, I would also say that um, create and maintain, you know, a powerful network. And those are people that, you know, are progressive and sophisticated and, and, and help the, um, you know, help the focus be off of bias, but much more on the, on the talent, you know, the talent that each individual woman has. So right. we, we definitely want to move away from, from bias. And that also, you know, happens by selecting the right people to be in your inner circle. I love that you said maintain a powerful network, and I firmly believe, and I, I bet you agree, that that's a, a cultivation process. We need to steward our network. We need to constantly nourish that and nurture that is what I meant to say, because we really shouldn't just tap our network when we need them, right? We need to be cognizant that they are incredibly helpful. We need to pay it forward and also ask, how can I help you? Exactly. Absolutely. Yep. 100%. Let's talk a little bit about coaching because I'm a fellow executive coach and I just think it's so important for successful people to understand it's okay to ask for help. It's not a sign of weakness. In fact, it's a sign of strength. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. Um, well, you know, coaching these days, and I think you would know, Caroline, that, you know, there are in, in, in many uh, organizations, you know, people are, the individuals themselves are raising their hand and say, I want, I'm saying, they're asking for coaching themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not that, you know, there, there's no longer that, um, you know, stereotype attached mm -hmm. to coaching usually, which means, you know, that there's something negative that I did. Right. It's much more about, you know, growing and I want to get to the next and helping you know, leaders get to the next level. And if they're making a, a change from, you know, a CFO to a CEO, or they're moving from one function to another function in the organization, they realize, you know, that, that uh, you know, that, that they need that support from the outside, from someone neutral and objective who has the skills and credentials to help them, again, reach their highest potential. Yeah, I, I love that because it's not corrective behavior. You know, it's not as if you're put in the doghouse, you need coaching. You know, Excellent. it's a way to grow an already strong skill set. Excellent. Exactly. Excellent. So tell us a little bit more about the breadth and depth of your business. I understand you're diving into the government sector now with your clients as well. We are, which is very exciting. Uh, you know, we've we've focused on, uh, you know, the, on the corporate level uh, for, for many years and now we're moving to the community level and now to the government level. We're uh, having some confidential conversations in Washington, in the D.C. area right now, uh, with, men, with, with men and women um, about how we can help uh, them, um, not, not necessarily each individual, but how can we collectively help them. Help them work um, together. Yeah. How to work together. And that includes, you know, each each of the parties. You know, how can we facilitate, you know, party unity, you know, regardless of what side you're on. There's so many large issues going on now in the world. How can we bring together, you know, the the part uh, the parties and make it more about the issues 
and the results rather than what side one is on. I love that. And Amy, I'd love for you to talk to me about what are the key ingredients or the factors that are necessary to build a successful work culture? And I don't think this is just corporate, right? It could be government. It could be nonprofit. It could be, you know, an entrepreneur creating a startup. But what does one need for a successful work culture? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good question. There's so much focus, as you know, on culture these days. Right. Um, and and it's, it's very much, they're all different styles that leaders have. But I think, you know, my, my own point of view is if you're building your own company or we're giving it, my, like I did, or we're giving advice to other leaders of companies, it's, it's to, to ask in this day and age, especially since the generations are also different. Um, it's really important, I think, to have an environment of transparency um, and collaboration you know, to a point. So we want fresh perspectives. We want diverse point of views. I think companies are so much more successful when they're willing, the leaders are willing to go out and say, you know, hey, listen, give, you know, argue with me, you know, yeah. give me a different point of view. Don't give me back what I just said, you know, what's your opinion? And then, of course, it's harder as a leader to manage different perspectives, but boy, it's so helpful in building an, an open, transparent culture that is known as, as, you know, really wanting to stretch and, you know, stretch the envelope, push the envelope. Um, and those are some things I think are critically important in this day and age. And to honor the different generations that are all in the workplace at the same time. Thank you for using the word honor, Amy. I think that's so important because I'm sure that you experience this. A lot of organizations are frustrated with the millennials. You know, we hear that. What are we going to do with the kids? And frankly, the millennials are the succession plan for the leaders of tomorrow. And I think there are some great things that the millennials bring to the table. And we need to get along well in that sandbox and play well together. So thank you for using the word honor. I think that's really beautiful and poignant. So thank you for that. Thank you. So now I want to tap your wisdom as an entrepreneur, right? A woman who started her own company from the ground up. What do you know now that you wish you knew at the beginning when you were just launching Partners in Human Resources? Gosh, it's 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 such a good question. Um, well, you know, I think first and foremost to realize that you don't you don't have all the answers. Uh, as one individual, if you're really going to be successful in launching a company. It's just it's it's just to your advantage, to everyone's advantage, to tap on the resources around you. And um, I started my business at a you know fairly young age, and you know, and I, I was leading people in my organization that were of a diff, you know that that were you know older. And, sure, but sure. you know, so I remember feeling like at the time that I needed to be the one to have all, all of the answers to their questions and to be able to solve all of their problems, but not at all, not at all. And, and in fact, I think that there's, it's, it's humbling um, when you reach the point where you realize that, um, you know, maybe they have the answer, maybe, you know, ask for their input, go to all of your resources and don't be afraid to say, I don't know. And, and help, please, maybe you can help me. As I said, I just think it's just so humbling to reach that point um, where you realize you can't do it all and you really need, need to have partners around you. 
wonderful. Amy, thank you for that. That was wonderful. Amy Friedman, what a joy to have you on the show. You are the CEO and president of Partners in Human Resources, and I would love for you to share with us how we can follow you online. Perhaps give us your website address, and then we'll talk about your social media platforms. Oh, thanks for, for that, Carolyn. We are, uh, first of all, our web, our access to our, our website would be um, www.partnersinternational.com or partnersinhumanresourcesinternational.com. Either way. Either way, we, okay. Either way is, is, is perfect. We are on um, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, and Facebook. So we're really, and we are, you know, continuously blogging. So you can follow our continuous, um, you know, uh, we continually, we're continually blogging and you'll follow our, our, you know, the Twittering that we're doing and certainly our LinkedIn page and our Facebook. So on any of those venues. You've also got some great YouTube videos, yes. which have been extremely yes. helpful for little sound bites of wisdom. So thank you for putting those out into the world as well. Thank you for that. Yes, we do. And yes. Good stuff. Well, Amy Friedman, thank you for joining me on the show. You've been delightful. I wish you great success in your continued career journey. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and expertise today. Thank you so much, Caroline. Take good care. Take care. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning into Your Working Life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. True career and life satisfaction is really possible, and it's time to embrace what you love doing so you can do more of it. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care. 